Mood.tv Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everyone. We are so happy that you are, you're, your ears are feasting upon this. Uh, you will notice very fast the absence of one Greg man. He has other more important things to attend to. But in his stead, have we got a treat for you? We've got the one, the only. Sean Arajo. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back. Thanks. It's great to be here. Ah, uh, it's well, it's great to have you. It's always great to have you on here. Uh, and we've got producer EJ5000. Ahoy, ahoy. I'm also here. So look at this. This is quite, this is quite a lineup. I love it. I'm so happy to be looking at your beautiful faces right now. Me too. Oh, likewise. We're, uh, it's a little later than usual. It is pretty late. So we might get a little sillier than usual. Yeah. I'm feeling like it should be sillier. Should we be shirtless? How do you want to do it? <laughs> I, you know, I like to meet the hosts halfway when I come to guest on a podcast. So mid drifts, uh, it is also quite hot in this room. So, uh, you know, I'm game if you are. Well, halfway then. I started with my pants off. So <laughs> if you guys were to meet me halfway, I don't even know what that would look like. <laughs> really, really short pants short shorts i think just unbuttoned maybe did you ever did you ever used to take your underwear and shove it up your ass so it looked like a thong you know and strut around your house like a peacock no well as you know i wear thong underwear so it's not an issue it's already there so yeah you you do wear the briefs you're a brief boy i'm a brief boy (laughs) i still always think it's so funny to think of briefs more in time (laughs) <laughs> like, they're brief because it's so short to get from the top to the bottom. I don't know. We've talked about this in the podcast before, but I just find it funny. I still think about it. Yeah, on the, uh, the the roadmap of the taint. I think that goes back to Never Trust a Fart episode. Go listen to that one. Great song that we wrote. Yeah, and you'll know why briefs are brief. Uh, well, we're very happy to, uh, happy to have Sean Arajo here again. And, well, I've got a question, but... I'm going to ask something else just before we, as I usually do. I, I've got such something else, but it's not worth asking a question about. Anthony's new normal is asking a pre-question. I, I think it's more fun that way. Yeah, it's just something to titillate you, you know? It's like an amuse-bouche to get you going. Totally. And so here it is. Here's the idea. If we learned that we were going to live forever, how fast do you think divorces would start happening? <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you think it would be immediate or do you think most people would be like, you know what, we're going to stick this one out. And then maybe they will. Maybe it wouldn't even be a thing. Maybe all those people would stay together. But I wonder, like, what what would the breakup factor be if we learned today that we were now going to live forever? You know, I think uh, the first thing that came to my mind is like, I think it would taper off. I think it would be gradual. You know, people would stick it out for a few years and then want to explore their options while some other people would just get real fucking wild with it. (laughs) Yeah, immediately. (laughs) Or real wild fucking with it, whatever, you know, both. Um, But then like, on the other hand, maybe I would think like, if if that, that's such a monumental change. If that happened, maybe marriage would kind of even like cease to be relevant or exist you know i don't know yeah i mean i think it would be difficult to enter into into marriage because the death do us part is an out (laughs) (laughs) i always thought that was so funny till death do us part 
but then they still bury you next to each other. So it's like, you're not technically together anymore, but you go lay next to each other in the ground. <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't it be like, there's no, there's no part. Isn't that supposed to be like it? If you believe in the afterlife, you're supposed to kind of meet up there too, I would think. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. To death do us part, you would think that there's an implication because to death do us part is something that seems to happen in like a religious context. Right. So, I mean, are they not even believing in heaven? Like I'm so, <laughs> yeah, right? like that's an interesting concept to me. I think it's more about when when they don't both die tragically in a car accident together, but they, <laughs> you know, one of them dies naturally, and then that's how they part for a short time, and then when the other one dies, then they reunite in heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. They should really add that line: "Till death do us part for a time." Yeah. Okay. That would make a little bit more sweet, I think. Yeah, it's not as poetic though. Till death do us part. And that's what we're here to do on Let Me Ask You a Question. Make things just a little bit more sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what we're known for. <laughs> Our sweetness. All right, well, that question was utter bullshit. All right, I got one. You want me to ask one? Oh, oh yes. That is great. I mean, I, just I, a pre I have one, but no, this it's is just great. Just a pre-question. No, 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 just a pre-question. <laughs> Let's see how high all our voices can go. Just a pre-question. It's, it's just a pre-question. Uh, yeah, it's all right. Just a pre-question. All right, please. Um, so... Are you a gambling man? Depends. I'm not not a gambling man. I am. I don't know if we talked about this before, but like, I feel like so many things in life feel like gambling. Like insurance. Oh yeah. And credit cards. Absolutely. And like, I feel like all of, all, almost all aspects of life are gambling and it's really wild if you start to think about it that way. Oh yeah, I'm America's built on that. I mean, yeah, even jobs nowadays, like you, you yeah. take it and you're supposed to take care of you, but then you get fired or For let sure. go or there's an epidemic or a pandemic. Podcasting too. You never know which one of your podcasts is going to be a hit and get famous and then make you, you know, like 40 bucks. <laughs> you don't even know which co-host is going to show up. That's <laughs> true. Too. It's a gamble. <laughs> it is always a gamble. It is always a gamble. I think that's very part and parcel of the American way is to make everything a gamble. It really is. Yeah. They, they make sure that death and taxes are the only certain things. <laughs> that is absolutely for sure. And everything else is a bit of a gamble because people stand to profit off of gambles. Yeah. And we, we always on this show say roll the dice. We're not in agreement on what that means, but we are always rolling those dice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that's the deal with America. Re, re, your your question there, Sean. You kind of have to be. All right. Yeah, we all gamblers. I think we just love that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because that's how that's how you make the big money is is gambles, and that's what we're built on. And we're also built on very short term exchanges, short term engagements. So it's all uh, the quickest way to make money and lose money. That's, we love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're all mavericks. Yeah, that's our favorite. I got one more if we need need to fill some time. Come on, hit me. This is great. Oh, right now? I, you know, I love I love hearing other people's questions. It's my favorite. Okay, well, well, you know, you, know, you mentioned uh, wanting to dive a little bit or dig a little bit into the last time I was on talking about music and, and art and acting and comedy and all that kind of stuff being the same. And I think, like, I, I thought about it a little bit more, and maybe this isn't a question. Oh, yeah, it is a question for you directly. <laughs> for um, you. I, I I think the the con- <laughs> it's, it's only for you, Anthony. Yeah, Sorry, that's great. Um, EJ, it'll it, you can be included, but it, it'll apply to you differently. I'm just gonna stare you in between the eyes and pretend I'm listening. <laughs> What's it like to be an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so like it kind of stems from I think the conclusion that I came to is music is a language, and and you can express most things through music, and that's why it's so related and really literally the same thing as comedy and acting and podcasting and all that thing just the organization of sound and silence sometimes with words and sometimes with not 
So my question is, when you guys inevitably come on Not Movies next, Anthony, would you possibly be interested in being a guest if you could only play the piano and not say a single word and only interact with us through piano notes? Oh God, it would be much, much worse for me. I know, it would be agonizing for you. It, it would be agonizing for me. But I think it would be really fun. <laughs> yeah, it could, it, it, yeah, it could be fun. Although I could picture a world where it's definitely not fun. I mean, you would hate it and then we would hate it because I know you would try to quote unquote say too much too often. Right, exactly, that's what I pictured. I just pictured me punching the keys. <laughs> well, maybe we could plan to do like two episodes back to back and one of them you can talk and one of them you can't or something. I mean, I've had jobs doing that, many jobs. I think that would be such a fun experiment. Yeah. I'd be curious. I'd be very curious <laughs> uh, to see. Would you roll those dice, Anthony? <laughs> yeah, sure. I'd I'd roll the dice. I'd roll the I'm dice. I'm gonna be fun because if you if you you know if you're feeling it and you're really in in tune with the story and you're agreeing, I feel like it's gonna it's gonna come through in your fingers and and if you're not, you're gonna tell us and and we want to know because on not movies we like input and you know we we go back and forth uh, and. You know, maybe we can have a signal for yes and a signal for no or something. This is sounding a whole lot like my freshman year of college, everything you're saying. Have you done this exact same th thing before? No, no, I meant the signal for yes and the input-output <laughs> stuff. Oh, okay. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I can communicate with my fingers. It'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to hear what you have to say. Yeah, my fingers, they uh, they have a story to tell. They have an interesting story, the fingers. Now I got to up the rating on this episode to R from PG-13. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Because <laughs> my fingers have a story to tell. Everybody's fingers have a story to tell. If your fingers could start telling stories, I wonder what the first story they would tell was. If these fingers could talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well... <laughs> Anthony, you got a question Let's, for us? Well, hold on now. Uh, okay, we've got a little time before we take a break. I did want to actually circle back to that episode that I wasn't on about about like, why we are attracted to musicians. Mm -hmm. And my my thought when I was listening to it is, I mean, I think a lot of what you're saying is correct. Like you know, like there it, 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 there is a certain a certain confidence that artist types have or musicians have, things like that. But I, I also wonder if one of the reasons that we're attracted to musicians is it's it's very attractive to be a, to be to be somebody who doesn't need anything else. And I feel like musicians are are, are like that. You know, if hmm. our skill is inside us. Yeah, you don't you don't need anything else. Like you yeah. you are into your music. You're into what you do. So if you have somebody else in your life, great. If you don't, great. But that's not like a lot of people. A lot of people what they do doesn't give them the same kind of meaning. And so uh romantically it seems a little less interesting. I mean, I think that's all bullshit to begin with. I I, I don't really agree with this, but I think it's sure, I no, think it's yeah. the romantic point of view that we have about musicians, and I think there is definitely something to be said for people uh being into artist types for that reason because you just you can't you can't really have them for their nonchalance. Yeah. The take it or leave it attitude. <laughs> to you, 
to people. Yeah. Do you think there's parallels with other non-creative jobs like the firefighter, or the policeman or, or like army men? I think it just depends. I think it comes down to passion. But yes, I think I think you could totally like even if you're 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 a, you're a CPA, but you're really passionate. You love it yeah. more than anything else. It's like your life source bits to describe pet food. But it's 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 that for you. I think then then there would be a romantic element to that person loving their craft in such a way that they don't really need the love of other people. And that makes them much more attractive because you want what you can't have. I, yeah, yeah, but I think also there's those kind of people in every profession or nearly every profession, some more than others, but it's also the kind of the chicken and the egg question because do those people just become the artist type people or is it the other way around or both? Uh, n- unpack that a little more. You're saying people are attracted to artists because of artists because of their nonchalance essentially and the fact that they can get consumed in their in their craft and you're also saying there are people like that who are CPAs and I agree there are probably fewer percent of people who are CPAs that are that into their craft but they they do exist yes so maybe it's just that some people are different and most of those people become artists and a few of them become CPAs oh I see I I see yeah 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 I would agree with that but the the bigger the bigger idea really is though that musicians are and artist types are attractive for a specific reason not that the specific cpa who is passionate is attractive so we just might not know that magnanimous cpa (laughs) who like all the ladies and and dudes want to fuck i think they're out there no doubt yeah and i I think a lot of it is this this culture i think we did touch about about it on that episode where it's expected about musicians that they're like sexy and there's going to be sexy times. It's expected with certain professions for some reason. Yeah. Especially when they talk like this. Yeah, we talk like this, we rock and roll, we slay. <laughs> Even though I, there's, there is some truth to it on a certain scale. Anthony, uh, I know, has been diving into the, the wonderful 80s and hair metal and like that culture that we believe that every musician is, and which was actually invented a little bit further back, but still in the 20th century. And that's definitely a thing that we all believe, even though I don't think individually that's always true. It certainly seems to be in the zeitgeist that because musicians and artists, which I don't know when the artist thing had, that they're more passionate and they like to make love and they that they're, they're rock stars. I think maybe 1200s. Way back, yeah. Yeah, you could talk about the jonglors and all the people that used to sing all the ballads and things like that. But he, but here's uh, here's another part of that, uh, Eric, is what, what I'm wondering now, because I think this is actually really interesting to talk about, is I think artists and musicians, part of the reason that we find them perhaps more attractive is because there's an element of self-expression. What they're doing is expressing, we, they're showing us how they see the world as it's projected on their person or as it's projected in their music. Whereas a CPA, I guess what's interesting now, and like the question that I would ask is, I feel like there are some mathematicians that are such rock star status because they were able to maybe show, is it possible to self-express through something like math? Or is math only about universals? You know, that's, I think, a deeper question now at, at, for what we're talking about. Yeah. You can express yourself with any medium you want. And if you're a mathematician and you're a creative 
passionate mathematician, you can find something to do with it that no one's ever done with it before. To this day, I think. And I bet that's hot as fuck. <laughs> and I think it's, and, and I, I completely agree. And I think a universal is that we all want to relate on some level. And so we all are looking for people who can say what we're feeling and communicate a part of us. And music certainly does that because it's something you can listen to. Art certainly does that because you can see it. And so if you can see someone, whether whether you do relate to it or you can empathize or sympathize with it, you can, you're now relating to that person even if it's not on the same level that they intended. So I agree, like that's probably pretty attractive to, to think that you can see into someone's soul because of something that they've created, whether that is their soul or not. So I think that's probably a big part of it. Yeah. And actually, there's something that seems so much more attractive than if somebody can do that through math or science, which seems to have so much more to do with the universal. But if somebody is so good at it that they can express their personality <laughs> through it, that's way hotter than any musician's ever going to be. Because <laughs> the name of the game for musicians is to be expressing the personal. You know who comes to mind? Yeah, go ahead. Stephen Hawking. Yeah, totally. That's a rock star status. The dude had mistresses and could not move his body, but he <laughs> was attractive to people even in his state. And that's why I want to take him with me on the Appalachian Trail. <laughs> and I'm not trying to discredit his handicapableness or, or what have you. I'm just, you know, it's it's a very unique scenario. And I, it's because he was so expressive and it's with limited means. It's kind of, it's remarkable, incredible. Yeah, it's, isn't it so yeah. much hotter that he was able to be, to express something personal through ideas that are usually thought of as universal? It's actually much more interesting, I think. Yeah, Definitely. yeah. Uh, all right, let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk about stupid stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we are back. We just larcened. larcened. <laughs> oh, boy. That's a new one. We committed larceny. We just larcened, and we also listened to a great song by Sean, which you sent to Todd. Todd Glass, the famous comedian Todd Glass for his show. Todd Todd Glass, famous comedian. Chlamydian. <laughs> Larson the Chlamydian. The most famous person with chlamydia. <laughs> or drinks Clamato. I don't know. It's hard to say. Let's go with the Clamato thing. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the song. Tell us about this whole saga. Uh, Sean famously had Todd Glass on his podcast, which will be out hopefully soon. If not in the future, look for it, right? Yeah, sometime in the next couple months. It's, it's kind of a lot of work, our podcast. Um, <laughs> Um, but but yeah, like we, we, we there was there's been a little bit of a saga. The first thing um, I ever sent to him it was just kind of on a whim because I'd been a fan of his show and his show is really silly and it's kind of gone through different evolutions. Um, you know, certainly since quarantine has happened, it's it's been different. But even before that, it's gone through different evolutions and he's gone through kind of different phases. So. Um, he the first thing I ever sent him was like an album of egg shaker songs because they were they had some kid who like played the egg at one of their shows and so I pretended to egg. be that, that that kid and I emailed in I was like Todd I made you this album it's it's like five songs of egg shaker it was like twenty minutes long and what? and and some of it was was kind of good <laughs> and some of it was per very purposefully what? bad 
Um, but he he thought I would. I want to hear the the good part. <laughs> Me what? too. All right, I'll send you some of the egg shaker. No, this album is kind of good egg shaker album. That'd <laughs> <laughs> be the only one of its kind. <laughs> I played some flute on it too, but there were some solid egg tracks too. <laughs> there were some. That sentence has never been said before tonight. By I, the way, I'm not gonna say there were any bangers, but there were a couple that really cracked. <laughs> oh, good! I love that good egg pun. That was wonderful. Okay. Um, so that was like the first thing, and then over you know over the next year or so, I sent him some other tracks, some of which he played, most of which he played. He pretty much plays everything at least once. Um, and then he started to get into ska, which is my favorite kind of music, and I've been a ska nerd forever. I was a ska kid. I'm, at a, I'm a ska adult now, and <laughs> uh, and I'm not ashamed of it. Is that, what you, is that a thing? Is that like uh, part of that world, you ska adults? I just call myself that, because I think it's dumb. <laughs> but I love that. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And now I've released my own music, and, and like... It, there's no reason to. It's just I can't stop. Um, so he started to get into ska, and like I was into his podcast, and so I started to send him ska covers, and I was like, just saying I wanted to be in a ska band with him, and like saying, hey, let's let's be in a ska band. It was just a joke. He, we live on different coasts, whatever. I sent things to him sporadically, and he played them, and they had fun on the show. He asked me to send him some solo flute tracks one time, and I sent him some flute tracks to like talk over and make jokes over and, I don't know, be weird about and do bits. It was great. And then uh, I sent him this song because it just kind of fit really well. He played Christina, She Don't Know I Exist by Catch-22 on one of his shows, and that's a song that I've been listening to since, like, when it came out. I guess I was in fifth grade or sixth grade or something like that. And it has a flute solo in it, so it was right up my alley. And uh, he was calling his friend Nick Lipa. And so I just took that melody and went Nick Lipa instead of Christina, bing, bang, boom. It worked. <laughs> and, uh, you know, did a little rhyme. And then he called his friend at the next episode just so we could play it for him. And then we asked him to be on the show. And he said, yeah, hey, sure. And so you guys made a not movie. No, we did a Sean and Dave make music episode. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Because music is comedy and it's all the same thing. That's definitely true. So you guys got to create music while he created music, but told jokes? Yeah, well, sort of. I mean, you'll see when the episode comes out, but like we created a theme for him and um, like he may end up using it for him to like walk around the audience during shows and like oh, talk to the amazing. crowd and stuff. We made like a like a kind of big band. Well, he he said he really liked the the old theme to to- the Conan O'Brien, where it like starts with that bass line, yeah, and and so that was like one element that he wanted in there. And then he really liked James Brown and like the fact <laughs> that everything stops and there's like yep. a lot of hits yep. all at the same time. So he liked that element of it. And then he wanted it to be a little bit ska because of you know the history there so so like he gave me that mishmash of elements and then i wrote a piece and recorded a rough rough version of it to show him and he loved it um so that's something he also played on the last episode as well even though he said he wasn't going to but i don't i'm not mad (laughs) and and then like we did a couple other things like we did 
he he like talked over he r- like ranted over our intro song. We do a, a new intro song for every episode, as you know, Anthony, past guest. Yes. Go go listen to Anthony's episode. We created a fantastic musical theater piece. <laughs> and I'll be on after Todd. Thanks, Sean, for asking me. Appreciate it. Anyway, <laughs> you, you'll be on the list. Um, we're trying to have fewer white men on it, but you know we'll, we'll sneak you on there. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. And then we we also like just kind of played a game with him in the middle where he would throw out a, a feeling or an emotion or something like that, and then we would have to try to play it on our instrument and communicate that that emotion. So I'd like, be so bad at that. Dave would you know play something on bass and I would play something on flute, and then he he tried to guess what emotion we were trying to evoke, and that didn't really go well because that's real hard. That is hard. And again, Sean and Dave make music. Google it. Look at it's it's on it's on the major players right itunes and whatnot yeah it's it's on itunes and most other things uh it's not on everything but i mean come on sean and dave make music there's an ampersand instead of an and but i think it'll come up either way and sean s-e-a-n yeah i guess that does make it hard i didn't really think about that that there could be a different way Hmm. (laughs) thank you for spelling my name and i've seen dave spelled all sorts of different ways (laughs) yeah (laughs) But that's incredible. I want to congratulate you just personally. I mean, we're all we're all uh, podcasters and, you know, a little win or a big win. That's 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 amazing. So congrats. And I've been listening to you guys. And that's I'm glad that you guys have yeah. been having fun and making success because of your fun. Totally. Also, uh, Sean has another podcast called Not Movies as well. So you should also check that out in which they create a movie on the spot. And by movie, we mean not movie <laughs> because we, we just talk loosely we come up with a framework and we're silly silly people and and me and eric kind of butt heads sometimes and i try i try to take it in one direction and he tries to make a good movie and it doesn't really work <laughs> so it's 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 good fun it's like this podcast where i try to make a good podcast and anthony's <laughs> i mean no i'm just kidding no we both do try to make a good podcast and i think that fact that we're trying to make a different movie in the same podcast makes it a good podcast sometimes <laughs> believe it or not oh absolutely and then summer needs to tie everything together pretty often okay so you got a question for us buddy well here's the deal we have now burned almost a half an hour so what I'm going to do instead of asking the question I was originally going to ask is I'm going to ask another one of my stupid questions to get the party started. That was the promise. So now I'm going to fulfill, I guess, that promise. Here's the idea. If you slander someone, <laughs> but it happens to be true, what happens then? <laughs> I think it's a different thing. I think it's not slander by definition. So if you slander somebody because it's so outrageously false, but it happens to happens to be entirely uh, true. Oh, but wait, you don't know it's true or you do know you it's do true? You do not know it's true. Oh. Mm. And so for the listeners who may not be educated in law, like the three of us, <laughs> slander is the action or crime of making a false spoken statement damaging to a person's reputation. And of course, this means publicly you can make private statements. That's your right. Okay, so it doesn't say false and damaging, but false or damaging? Uh, the action or crime of making a false spoken statement damaging to a person's reputation and it does say false. Okay, so it has to be false. Okay, okay. Uh but that doesn't say what your intentions are. So again, if uh, Anthony, I think your your question is complicated yeah. because if I'm lying and my intention is to 
slander someone, but I happen to be correct, I still might be guilty of slander being that I thought it was false. Yeah. Because as is, we know, that intention is nine-tenths of the law. That's right. This comes back down to that that concept of intentionality or the concept uh, that we talk, we discussed that in another episode, right? We have, but that is interesting that your intention could screw you even though in hindsight it was true. Yeah, that's so funny. So I guess in the t- I guess what would happen if I was to go about slandering you, right? And I say something to the eff- <laughs> to the effect. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope it's true. <laughs> well, it has to be probably something illegal too, because I think it wouldn't have any bearing. Well, that's another question though. Like, would it, has it have to be any damaging? In yeah, some way it has as to well. be damaging, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, if you said EJ is addicted to boofing glue. Yes. And that gets him in trouble in his life. And and he lost his job because of that. And, you know, his credit score went down. Right. Then he could sue you. Even if it was true, I think then it would be that, you know, who would the burden of proof be on at that point? (laughs) The glue. (laughs) <laughs> to prove whether it's true or not. Who's yeah. to say what's who's to say what's true these days? That's true. If it becomes true, but your intention was when you didn't know it was true, it would be really interesting to see how that dissolved. And like I'm sure ultimately the judge would be like, well, it turned out to be true. We're cool. But also if that information didn't come out to light and we know the way the court works because the three of us are lawyers it might take a year and a half before your trial even goes to or your case even goes to trial it might take 19 months yeah yeah oh man yeah i wonder how often slander is slander despite the fact that it's not slander at all because it is true i bet that happens all the time yeah like is it something else what's defamation is it defecate defamation defecation of character <laughs> is it defecation <laughs> of character favorite. like yeah can't if you if you say something true if you reveal something true about EJ and he loses his job, can he sue you anyway, even though it's not slander? Or maybe, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, defamation can be a, a synonymous with slander or libel. Okay. And Libel's libel, I believe, written. is slander, but written. Yeah. 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 Exactly. We gotta, so, like, if you're a stenographer, you're going to be getting into some libel, maybe. Yeah. But your stenographer friend might know. Don't you have a stenographer friend you could ask? I still want to know exactly how they write out a fart. They told you, didn't they? Didn't they tell you? I thought we got to the bottom of that one. We had it recorded, and I forget. We were drinking margaritas. But yeah, I will I will bring that up again. And that's another thing. I want to know, what's, what's the deal? Do you go to school to become a, car, a courtroom artist? Is that something you study? It really is one specific school, isn't it's it? It's very specific. <laughs> that style of art is the same always. There's no expressionist courtroom art. There is no cubist courtroom art. There is just pastel it's it's so particular courtroom art and i want to understand if they go to school for it how do you learn courtroom art okay there's a there's like the 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 certain percentage of creative cpas are the same percentage of non-creative artists who want to <laughs> study the style of courtroom art i love the idea of a very hypersexualized rock star status courtroom artist <laughs> well they got their style like what if what if somebody really broke out like there was a standout really new style nouveau style uh courtroom artist and and they like broke into the mainstream <laughs> i would love it it's like they they use oils instead of pastels is that how how is that how they would break out <laughs> How would they break out? I would say like 
mixed media. <laughs> oh yeah, right. They're using evidence. It's a collage artist. <laughs> yeah. Oh collage. You get a little bit of L'Oreal ad in there. Or some I love shit. the idea of a collage. <laughs> that is terrific. <laughs> that is terrific. Got to do something a little different. Yeah, I want to see the breakout courtroom artist that really breaks the rules. Like they're not using pastels. Nothing. Like, I wonder, like, what are the rules around courtroom art? Like, is it very, it must be very regulated, right? Because the whole idea is that you can't take pictures. Like, you cannot. I think what happens is, like, a news organization says, can you draw fast? And then that's it. <laughs> that's really it. And then, like, the person does as quick as they can, and then they use the color later because most people can't imagine what color it would be. Uh, so they probably do, like, a black and white drawing as fast as they can. And it's funny because, like, you can document that that way and I'm, I'm not saying that a drawing is the same as a photograph <laughs> it's pretty close but for some reason it's such a big leap <laughs> yeah. that you can write down every you can write it you can record it but you can't possibly take a single still picture for some do you reason. think there's ever been an inept courtroom artist in some random state that's doing mostly st <laughs> stick figures <laughs> or like just facing the wrong way they're like doing the people and yeah they don't, the, they don't yeah, know like what the, they're doing or they're just so way off base there's like blobs on the page <laughs> There's got to be somebody, yeah. <laughs> Just oh, yeah. way out of their depth. <laughs> it's, yeah, I'm sure. That's interesting, though. I didn't think about the fact that the courtroom artist is probably... I didn't think that it was all drawn, pencil, and then colored in. I think that they're... I, I always picture them there. I, I, I would assume. I could be wrong, but, you know, I'm sure they're trying to capture more than one moment, and, like, it's tough to draw quickly. So I can't see them being like, oh, shit, look, that guy's on there. Uh, blue, purple. Oh, he's got a little rouge on his cheeks. You know, like, yeah, I'm sure it's not that. Has there ever been the Rembrandt of courtroom artists? Okay, I think you got to find him and you got to get him on the show if he exists. Yes. I keep on thinking of the George Conway, his, his profile picture on Twitter forever is a courtroom drawing of him. And I just always think about that one for some reason. <laughs> I'd like to know who drew that. It's just I really interesting. I love the idea of courtroom artists getting together and discussing the pros and cons of each courtroom art. Like, they're at an exhibition of courtroom art. But it's, it's interesting, too, because, like, how would they know what the real, like, they weren't there, so they're like, uh, you you smashed it. And meanwhile, they're like, actually, his suit was green that day. Like, how would we know? <laughs> like, when they discuss their art, are they discussing things beyond what you're saying, like, beyond the color of his suit? Are, are they discussing, like, the guilt that was in his eyes, you know? Yeah, yeah. right? His expressiveness. Sure. And do you think that there was ever a day where they just ran out of a color and they're like, guess the judge is black now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good place to end the show. Uh, all right, everybody. Please, uh, it's been a pleasure to have Sean and Roger. You should listen to Sean and Dave make music. You should also listen to Not Movies. It's always a pleasure to have you on here. You are welcome back at any time. Thanks, guys. Guys, and uh, just to throw it out there too, if anybody's looking for flute, clarinet, or saxophone lessons, go to my website, seanarajo.com, or send me an email, or find me somehow, and I'll teach you or your kids. And there will be links on our site and on our Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff, but please spell it for the listeners who just listen. S E A N A R A W J O. Com. There you go. Boom. You should dial in at 929 352 6173. Give us your questions. Uh, we didn't ask a write in. We have some actually sitting in, in the inbox. So thank you so much for writing in. We absolutely love it. Um, so we will get back to those. Absolutely. You should also send us an email. You can email us your questions at let me ask you a question, all written out. Uh, podcast. Let me ask you a question. Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and you can hit us up on Insta or Twitter at Lamayak Pod. You could DM us all your stuff there. Not all your stuff, but. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I don't know. I don't care. DMs are fine. Whatever. I don't know. I don't want to see anything that's going to make me upset. But anything else is fine. Subreddit as well is at Let Me Ask You a Question. Or Lemayak Pod, uh, if you're a Reddit person. And uh, what else we got? You go to Muta TV. You can check out the other shows. You can check out. I was recently on the best episode of Kyle Mocha Won't Shut Up. So you can go over there and <laughs> check that out and all his other shows. We also have the Derek D. Dozen, which is Anthony's cousin. I love how that rhymes every time. And we have uh, back episodes of White Wasabi, which will return in, in the future. If you're a White Wasabi listener, we thank you so much. That's what we got. All right, everybody. It's been a pleasure. This one was only off the rails. <laughs> yeah. There were no rails to be on. But you know what? You know what? In comparison to like some of the other shows on Moot.TV, I think we had some rails on this one. <laughs> Love you, Kyle. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye. Mood.tv. Oh, fuck. That's bad. We gotta edit that. <laughs> yes, I can communicate with my fingers.